welcome to another edition of Kapowcast. A little different today. Uh, joining us today is me, and with me is no one. No one. I am by myself today. Um, it's the last weekend of October, so everybody was kind of out probably going to Halloween parties and getting crazy. Uh, I went to one, but I didn't get crazy. And alas, here I am uh, on Sunday. Uh, not shit to do. So I'm just going to try to record a little episode here so we can get a little content up for you all because I don't like leaving you all guessing and waiting and uh, wondering when the next uh, episode is going to drop. And I want to keep that content flowing. Uh, a few things before we jump in real quick. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook, Kapowcast2015. Our Twitter account is at Kapowcast. We also have an Instagram, which is just Kapowcast. You can find us on Pod Bros Podcasting Network, of course, which is the preferred way to listen, along with Stitcher Radio. And we also have a Google Play account. So endless possibilities of ways to listen to the show, to enjoy it or not enjoy it. Either way, I don't care. First, before we jump into things, I want to talk about uh, it was just announced like literally the day after we recorded last week's episode. It was announced that uh, Tim Miller was dropping from Deadpool, Deadpool 2, which is always kind of sort of a frightening concept. Uh, anytime a director drops from a, a franchise type movie, well, a movie that will be a franchise or that was a huge success, when you lose a director, it's it's a sign of worry usually amongst the community, that things aren't going smoothly. And the word is that there was some sort of falling out or uh, dispute between director Tim Miller and Ryan Reynolds. I don't know if that be true. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the specific is. Rumor is that there's a couple different... There's a couple different rumors as to why this is. Uh, one popular one is that uh, the... Tim Miller, the director, wanted a huge budget movie. He wanted to double the budget. But I don't know if that's fully accurate. Um, way back when the first one came out, and after it was a huge success, uh, director Tim Miller did an interview, and I think it was over on Collider. You can probably look it up on YouTube. And he made mention how he didn't want the sequel to fall into the same tropes as a lot of other superhero movies. He didn't want to, you know, triple up the villains and make it bigger and better because that doesn't always mean that better. So I find it a little strange that that's the, the thing they were going on. Uh, also, there were some rumors that he uh, wanted to go do a different kind of take uh, on cable. There was some dispute about that. We're not sure what the overall debate is. And, you know, after all the hell they went through it trying to get this film made, you know, the leaked footage, dinosaur fingers, the leaked script, none of that stuff was on accident. Uh, and they hit gold. Like, nobody expected the first one to be the hit that it was. So as far as how much Ryan Reynolds input had to do with that as opposed to how much the director had to, to pull on that. I'm not too sure. Um, but I know the, the Ryan Reynolds, he's like the face of the franchise. So I don't really have any concerns of the franchise fizzling out or having an issue the second time around just because it's a different director. I think 
will probably be okay. And I, I don't think there's any anything to worry about. Let it be. And I'm sure come this time next year or whatever, we'll probably be discussing Deadpool 2 trailers and how fucking awesome it looks. Um, and an added follow-up to this whole thing uh, is Fox. They already have another director lined up, which is the co-director to John Wick, which I've never seen, so I can't really give my opinion either way. Uh, a lot of people love it, but once again, I'm sure it'll be fine. Nothing to worry about. Everything is A-OK. Uh, ironically enough, a, a little follow-up on the story we had a couple weeks ago about the Blu-ray extended cut, yada, yada, yada. Um, we were told that it was going to be uh, an extra 13 minutes of footage that was cut from the film. Not a huge difference, but a little content to kind of maybe switch things up. Uh, but the after the runtime was released, the it actually averages out to only about 11 minutes, which eh, it's two minutes difference. But there's something about it just seems like such a large jump between 11 and 13 because we're already getting so little and it's going to be getting a little bit more. Um and they've released a trailer to promote this extended cut. And it does look like uh, some of, if not all of that 11 minutes, will be going to uh, Joker and the Harley backstory, which I personally was a little uh, tiffed, if you will, that they cut that out of the movie because they really pushed that in all the trailers and uh, the you know promotion and all that. You know, it was... Joker, Harley, like they were the two main ones you were pushing, which is saying a lot when you have fucking Will Smith attached to your project. Um, but they were really pushing that, and we got such a weird version of the Joker in that movie, and then it was cut so little that I, I think I've said it before where I didn't really have an opinion of Jared Leto's Joker um, because I feel like I felt like. We didn't get what we wanted or much more than what was seen in the trailers. It was just about the same amount, and I was still left going, I don't... Maybe it was good. Maybe it was not. I'm not sure. Um, so I'm kind of excited to see a little bit more of this. Maybe after this viewing, after the extended cut comes up, maybe that 11 extra minutes... Maybe it'll be mostly Joker and it'll give me more of an idea or an impression of what they were going for and what kind of mindset he's in. Because, you know, going from what they've shown, what we've had, I don't I don't see a, a, a real stark difference between the trailers and what we got in the movie. It's, just, it's still, still very vague and uh, anticlimactic if you will. Uh, I know that kind of uh, adds to what we talked about last week with all the extended cuts and all that stuff. Nonetheless, it's interesting, and I'm sure a lot of people, whether you liked him or hate him, would want to see something more of that Joker to go off of, something more to base your opinion off of, because as of right now, I'm personally just basing my opinion off of the trailer still. I still just, like, eh. Maybe maybe he'd be good. Maybe he wouldn't. I don't know. I, I didn't see a whole lot of them. Still enjoyed the movie, though. I, I still think that uh, 
it, it gets a lot of hate for no reason. And I think a lot of people are just already of the mindset that they're going to hate anything uh, DC Comics releases. Anything that DC puts out, they are automatically going to hate. Which is fine, I guess, if you want to be a narrow-minded prick or a, a stuck-up comic book elitist. But you got to open your, open your mind a little bit. Broaden your horizons. Don't write everything off right away. I mean, for fuck's sake, I went and saw the Ghostbusters reboot, even though the trailers look terrible. But I was like, you know what, goddammit, if I'm going to hate this movie, I might as well see it. And I saw it, and I was like, eh, not great. Not the train wreck I expected, but still not my cup of tea. But at least I saw it, gave it a chance to uh, impress me. I went in there, tried to go with mine. I didn't have it completely written off. And I think a lot of people, when they go into DC movies, they just have it completely written off already because of you know Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, and and now Suicide Squad, they're just automatically going with the mindset that this is going to be fucking terrible, I don't care, I don't want to see it. Which is a terrible mindset to have. You know, why, you know, write off the entire franchise, the entire series of films, when there's still endless possibilities. Just because you're devoted to one or the other doesn't mean you can't enjoy that. You know, if you like Coke, doesn't mean you can't enjoy a Pepsi now and then. It doesn't mean it's, you know, it's different, but... Sometimes the variety is nice. Um, and I personally, though, I, I am not the, the biggest fan of the DC films. I still enjoy them for the most part. I, I really enjoyed Man of Steel. Uh, like I said, I kind of enjoyed Suicide Squad. I really, you know, I'm definitely going to see it again or buy it. I enjoyed Suicide Squad. I'm definitely going to pick it up. And, you know, Batman v Superman was not what I had hoped to be, but... It was still, in the end, it was still an entertaining movie. Um, and sometimes it's kind of refreshing to have a little bit of something different from the Marvel norm. Because the Mar- Marvel's brand is cemented as concrete, as this is what a comic book movie is. So I think sometimes we kind of need the, the, the DCs or the Deadpools or, you know, what have you to kind of shaken things up a bit because... Sometimes, you know, a lot of people, especially of recent few months, complain that the Marvel movies are very formulaic. They're very light, very uh, simple, which is fine. I mean, but every once in a while you want something a little different. You want something with a little more substance, a little more pizzazz, if you will. Uh, And there's nothing wrong with that either. There's nobody right and nobody wrong. It's just all fucking get along. Except for this one topic. Um... So last week, the uh, season premiere aired of The Walking Dead, show I have been watching since day one. Uh, everybody else has kind of jumped off of it that I, I know, you know, Jeff and Tony and, and Cody and all them, uh, they don't really care for it anymore. I still really like it. I enjoy the episodes. I don't find it boring like a lot of people uh, say that it is. I find it to be very enjoyable. But anyways, so this week was the big, big season premiere. It was the big uh, reveal of who was killed at the end of season six. As we, a lot of you may know, it ended with uh, Jeffrey D. Morgan as Negan doing the Eeny, Meeny, Miny, Moe and picking somebody. And we were left 
we were left at a fucking, you know, guessing who was it going to be, um, which that in itself, you know, pissed people off to no end. And I still don't understand why um, some people have said that, that it wasn't technically a cliffhanger. It was a fucking cliffhanger. I don't know what you consider a cliffhanger and what's not a cliffhanger, but it was a fucking cliffhanger. And a lot of people were pissed off about that because people are, you know, these are the same people that were, were probably peeking in their parents' closet for Christmas presents. They didn't want to wait. They want answers and they want it now. But sometimes, you know, the anticipation is good. So they left it at that. We spent all summer speculating. Is it going to be Daryl? Is it going to be Maggie? Is it going to be Abraham? Is it going to be Rick? Is it going to be Glenn? Who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? And uh, they were saying that you're going to find out. This isn't going to be something they're going to drag out all season long or or even all episode long. So they said. But uh, I'll get to that in a minute. Um, But, you know, here we were. It was finally here. Got everybody, everybody was excited that loved the show. Uh, I was sitting there and I uh, couldn't help but think, you know, on, on the drive back, it kind of hit me when uh, Stephanie, uh, the girlfriend, informed me that, you know, she probably wasn't going to get too emotional about it because she just spent like four or five months knowing someone's going to die. And that brought up a weird thing. I was thinking, I was like, oh, wow, yeah, you're right. The tension has kind of been cut. So if they start that episode off and it's just, bam, that person, you know, started off right when he's, you know, killing whoever, then there's no tension really. It's just kind of like, ah, oh, okay, and there it is. Um, but I was like, I didn't care. <clears throat> but I was like, I don't care. I want to see who the fuck they kill. So uh, the episode starts, and it starts off with a fucking clip that we've already already seen, that we already watched. It was a clip that they released uh, a little while back. It was literally like the first opening of the show, the op- the entire opening of the show. And I was just like, motherfucker. Okay, well, maybe when we get back from the credits, we'll find out. Nope. They proceeded to to push us along for 20 minutes about. And... At that point, I was getting a little antsy. I'm like, all right, come on. It's been been 20 minutes almost, and we still don't know who the fuck died. Just get it over with. And and, uh, I professed this on Facebook. One of my new favorite things was watching uh, people's reactions. It's hilarious. I strongly recommend you all go check it out. Just type in Walking Dead Season season 7 reactions. You'll get lost in in a YouTube rabbit hole unlike any other. I guarantee it. So, anyways, we finally are starting to get somewhere with this. We're finally starting to find out. Um, So, I won't, you know, delay any longer. But, I mean, if you're listening to this, I'm assuming you have watched it and you are aware of the events that occurred. Uh, If not, why are you listening? Turn it off. Go watch it or don't watch it and don't listen to the rest of the episode. Um, but we find out it wasn't just one, but two people that end up getting, getting batted, if you will. I was going to say axed, but not, not quite. Um, the first being Abraham, which it, and once again, watching a lot of these reaction videos, it, a lot of people were, were upset 
but it was just kind of like, oh, oh, man, that sucks. Ah, oh, Abraham or oh, there was a lot of people going, I knew it. I knew it. I fucking knew it. And, and that was kind of myself, too. Um, and it kind of it didn't feel anticlimactic, but it's just kind of like, ah, OK. And there it is. And then shit kind of takes kind of takes a turn. Daryl punches Negan because uh, Negan is is telling Rosita to look at the bloody bad of her, you know, the bloody bad of the brains of her ex, just insist, insisting that she look at it. Well, Mr. Dixon wasn't having any of that, so he, he punches him right in the right in the face, and that's when shit got tense. That's when shit got a little edgier seat, if you will. Uh, because at this moment, people thought, well, that's it. He's fucking killing Daryl. This is the end of it. They're gonna do it. They're gonna they're gonna kill Daryl, and and every female in the demographic is gonna riot, and it's just gonna be uh, a pumpkin spice mess of a situation everywhere. But that doesn't happen. Jeffrey D. Morgan uh, Negan he says to himself, you know what? I I I feel I feel like he kind of sees something in him. So he's like, you know what? No, no, no. Put him back in line. But he he has to get his point across. And that's the entire time I'm thinking. I'm like, okay, he's not going to let this go. He told them that if anybody stepped out of line, he would shut that shit down. No exceptions. And he's, he's got to come off like a man of his word, like a true badass. And he pretty much says that exact thing. Says, you know, I don't know who the fuck you people have been dealing with, but I'm not those people. And when I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. And then he proceeds to turn and, well, he doesn't say that verbatim, but he proceeds to turn and bash Glenn's brains in, a la the comic books. This was fucking brutal. Um, The amount of violence that they had just gotten away with on basic cable, you know, pretty much, you know, AMC was astounding. Uh, I really wasn't too phased by it. But a lot of people were were phased by it. A lot of people didn't like it, uh, felt it was too much. And I can respect that. I, I know, you know, a lot of people have issues with gore and especially that much. When you see a, a character with his head in the shape of a U with his eyeball popping out, it's a little hard. And I think that's where a lot of it, too, comes from is, is the violent side of it and also the fact that people felt an overall sense of helplessness watching this. And this is a character that many people have been watching for seven years. You know, seven se- you know, this is the seven seasons. They've been watching for years. They've been watching this character. And this has been arguably, just like in the comic books, was people's a lot of people's favorite character because there was just something so pure about him. He was still such a good person. He still, you know, maintained a good sense of moral code of of not losing his humanity amongst all this bullshit that's going on. And not to mention, you know, the relationship with him and Maggie was also done very well. And the whole them expecting a child, it it just, you know, it, I understand where it hit people in a lot of ways of an uncomfortable situation because you're feeling helpless. You're watching this character, this person you've cared about, Die, and it's in such a grotesque way, such a, a a vile way, and 
the fact that you know yeah, Jeffrey D. Morgan is, is playing Negan so well, and he's making it look like he's having such fucking fun doing it, and it's just at the same time, it's just it's like a so hard to watch, can't look away moment, at least for myself. But a lot of people, you know, said it was too much. Said it 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 went too far. Uh, some people have sworn off the show altogether. I think that's a little rash. When I think of a lot of the stuff I've seen the show, because I personally wasn't too phased by it, I was just like, "Oh man, that looks badass." Well, not badass, but I personally I wasn't phased by it. To me, I was just kind of like, "That's gross." It's a little. But it was true to the comics, so I just, I don't know if mentally I was already numb to that kind of scenario, because the comic book, when uh, it happens, it it's pretty, pretty graphic. And I actually remember when I read, when I read that for the first time, just kind of lingering on the pages and just, I remember actually having to close the book and, and put it down because I had to take a breather. I was like, oh my God, I was like, that was, that was terrible. And... For me personally, like that was the emotions they were going for the creators and that Robert Kirkman and all that have said, you know, they wanted the viewers to feel like Rick's group felt, which some would say that they're, you know, torturing their audience. But I, I, I kind of understand where they're coming from. You know, they they wanted you to feel what they felt, which is what you want to do when you're telling any kind of any kind of story, especially a dramatic one like that set in a zombie apocalypse, you want people to feel and, and you want your viewers to be emotionally invested. And, and unfortunately, uh, them doing this is kind of at the expense of the audience itself, because like I said, people just, they had to turn it off or they had to walk away or you need to take a breather because the entire episode itself is just intense. It's, it's hard to watch. Um, and then you have, you know, the whole situation with Rick and when you fast, you know, or not fast forward, but when you rewind back to the beginning of the last episode of season six, he's so confident and you look at him by the end of this episode, it's just, it's almost like two completely different characters. The man has been broken. He lost Abraham, who was, you know, a very good and loyal member of the group has been for, for a few seasons, but then you lost Glenn Glenn. Once again, that moral compass, that person that's, that's the first person aside from Morgan that Rick interacted with in the group. This was the, he brought him in. He brought Rick back to, to Carl and Lori, you know, they were, you know, probably as tight as brothers and, you lose somebody like that in that kind of sense. And it's just, I can, you can only imagine. I mean, the, like as the audience, as we felt it was just draining and just, ugh. but they didn't stop there. Oh no. Um, unf- to me, this was the hardest part to watch where, uh, after Negan takes Rick on his little mind fuck vacation, uh, he brings him back and he's like, you know what? I still don't like the way you're looking at me. It's still not quite what I want. Tells all his guys, put guns to the rest of their heads. So everybody gets guns in the back of their head. And then he pulls Carl forward. 
as Carol, as Carl, you know, uh, is he Southpaw? And Carl says no, so he tells him to lay it down, and essentially he he's going to try and make Rick cut off Carl's arm, and if he doesn't do it, his men will shoot the rest of Rick's group and Carl, and then eventually he'll kill Rick. And that part was just the way Andrew Lincoln was acting as gross as it was, because it was I was almost more grossed out by Andrew Lincoln's snap bubble than I was the uh, the bashing of Glenn's head. It was pretty it was this was overall a gross episode. I don't recommend eating during or like five minutes before. Um. But you, and you just see Rick. He just becomes a shell of what we once knew. Like, you you look at everything he's been through in the show. Like, even, like, from Laurie's death. Like, he was just shattered to pieces. And the, the choice of, you know, having him just on his hands and knees and Negan just towering over him and, and you know, slapping him in the face and... He literally has him in the palm of his hand. And it's, it's hard to watch. It's hard to watch, you know, uh, along with losing two characters. It's hard to watch somebody that you've come to see as a leader in this show resorted to just nothing. Like, almost completely neutered of any, you know, badassery he once had. You remember the age of the rictatorship? That is gone. Remember the, the you know we were everybody thought how badass it was when he bit a guy's throat out, gone. Like you almost see him in a completely different light now, and you're like, "Fuck, dude, what?" Uh, but you understand it because watching that, you're like, "That is a terrible thing to try and make someone do." Um, but you know he doesn't. Well, Negan ends up not making him do it. And tells him that's that's the look I wanted. He wanted that look of fear, that look of, you know, okay, you now know who's in control, and it's me. And like a like a sniveling, broken shell of a person, Rick just nods yes, and he just has his, his ugly, crying face and snots everywhere, and it's a oh, it's just a gross mess. <sighs> But, you know, there's a lot of controversy for the episode. I already talked about the gore. Um, you know, there was also a lot of people upset, like I said, including me when I was watching it, about the, you know, taking, you know, 18, 20 minutes to reveal who it was that got killed. And and this goes back to what I talked about earlier about, you know, Stephanie not saying she would have any emotion or she might not get emotional about it. They had to go back and, and redo all that tension. They had to get that tension back. They had to get everybody emotionally vested back in, which, you know, it's kind of their own fault. You end a season like that on that type of note or cliffhanger and you open yourself up to that possibility of like, oh, shit, we can't just start the season off right off the bat. Like, bam, you're dead because the tension, the emotion, everything's gone. So they had to build that back up. They had to get everybody invested again, as annoying as it was. But I understand it because 
aside from you just going, I just want to fucking know who dies. If they started off like, you know, let's say they they just killed Abraham. If they started off and they killed Abraham, it would just be like a, sort of kind of like, ah, all right, good. There it is. All right, let's fucking move on. But they made you feel, you know, all, you know, this helplessness and, and loss and just devastation. They put you in the mind of the group, which albeit as, you know, it may, it may be a mind fuck. But it's ideal, you know, and we may not like it, you know, as fans of these characters, you know, I, I didn't want to see these people go. These are, you know, Glenn, somebody that the character I've watched from the first, you know, season. And it's tough to let characters like that go. You know, you have a lot of people uh, talking about how they're just characters. They're not real. You know, people, people being upset about them, like. Well, yeah, but you can't tell me you've never felt emotion or connection with a character. You know, you can't tell me that, you know, you've never read a book or watched a movie or a TV show and been like, oh, man, I love that character. And then if something happens, if they die, you know, you don't feel something. You don't feel at least a little bit of sadness or at least, you know, at least you kind of throw your arms up and go, ah, fuck, they killed him or He's off the show or he's gone or whatever. You know, people reacting the way they did, I don't think is is that weird or, or not, you know, it's not, I don't, un, you know, understand why all this hate is like, because, well, the internet's filled with hate mongers and, and people that are just willing to call out people for whatever just because they disagree or don't like it. But, you know, but if, if you're watching something, and you're not feeling, then is it really worth watching? If you're watching something and you're, you're not laughing or scared or crying or, you know, just entertain, why are you watching it? If you're just watching it going, eh, that doesn't make any sense to me. If, if you don't feel anything about the characters, if, they, if you lose one or if anything like that, you know, I talked about the comics I was generally upset when when they did this in the comic books when we lost Glenn. It doesn't make me any less of a person. It doesn't make me stupid for caring about a fictional character. Yes, they're not real, but you still have a sense of a, of attachment to it because you root for these people and you want them to succeed and you want them to live happily ever after. You want them to have that fucking Sunday dinner. And they don't. And when you, you lose that, it, it it's like a punch in the stomach sometimes. And it's a terrible, but it's a beautiful thing. Because at least you know you're fucking alive. At least you know your heart's pumping. At least you know blood's going through your veins. At least you know you're not like a soulless robot. At least you know you feel something for the characters. But all in all, I thought it was a great episode. I'm excited for the season ahead. I'm, I'm very interested to see where they're going. Uh, we're actually getting close to, to hitting uncharted territory for me for the comic books because I stopped reading shortly after, uh, I think, when uh, the first All Out, the first All Out War, I think it was like All Out War Part 1 or War Part 1, the first part of, of the war with Negan's group. And I just, I haven't, 
I don't know what it is. I just haven't been motivated to really pick it up or anything like that. Um, the problem with the book that I have at the that I was having, which a lot of people are worried is going to start happening with the show, is you, you start to lose all these characters that you care about, but they don't take the time to flush out the new characters. So you're you're just kind of again bringing it full circle if you're watching something and you don't care about the characters why are you watching um and that's kind of how i felt about the book i was like i I don't really care a lot about anybody i mean i know they're not killing you know rick or carl anytime soon but you know they, they haven't really given a lot of these new people the time of day to 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 shine and that you know that may have changed i'm not sure because i haven't read like the past two or three trades after that um, I picked them up, I bought them, <laughs> I just never read them. Uh, I also haven't, I also, I've also kind of gotten burnt out on the artwork. Like to me, the artwork has gotten a little worse. Like, I don't, I don't know what it is. Like, I just, I know it's the same guy, but there's just something about the artwork that I just don't quite feel is right sometimes. Like sometimes the women look kind of mannish and sometimes, uh, they do too much like black shadowing and it just kind of looks like a glob to me, but that's just one asshole's opinion. That's it. Um, I think that will wrap it up for this edition of Kapowcast, the solo edition. Let me know what you think because it, but it will, it will probably never happen again because you have no idea how awkward it is to sit here and just talk by yourself for like 40 minutes. It's weird. Um, as I said at the beginning, be sure to catch us on the Pod Bros Podcasting Network every Sunday. You could follow them on Facebook at Pod Bros Podcasting Network. You could also find us on Facebook, Kapowcast2015. We also have a Twitter account at Kapowcast, and we're also on Stitcher Radio, Google Play. You could find us on SoundCloud. You can find us in the cloud. Maybe. not. I don't know if we're quite there yet. Uh, that'll do it for this week's episode. Uh, we'll see you all next week. Hopefully, maybe with a Doctor Strange review. It drops this week. Super excited. See you next time on Kapowcast. <laughs>